Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Welcome to the Wake and Rake podcast. In my mind, you just wake up and go rake. Featuring World Series champion Will Middlebrooks. High drive, deep left field for Middlebrooks. Back and that is gone. Third home run of the day for Will Middlebrooks. The trifecta has the Red Sox on top, nine to nothing. And MLB journalist Danny Vietti. Vietti here. He's a yeah, right-handed pitcher. He's six five. So you were right, it's thinking he's tall. He is pretty tall. From Cottonwood, California. Cottonwood, California. I don't know where I, that is. I don't know where that is either. Want a chance to be featured on the show? Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm kind of a big deal. Here's Danny and Will. What's good? Party in the life. It's a Monday that you're listening to this. We're recording this on Sunday evening. And guess what? We have no breaking news for you because nothing has changed, Brooksy. What a prize that is. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's no way around it. It sucks. It's frustrating. Um, you know, I've talked to a couple players inside those meetings and they're just as frustrated as, as we are. I know the fans are on edge and we have that deadline tomorrow. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk a lot of deadline stuff. A lot of, yeah, just a lot of, a lot of people stuff. on edge right now. Yeah. And, and I don't think anybody really knows, like you're hearing John Heyman, for example, he's, you know, friend of the show. And he's one of the most respected and incredible sources that you have out there for reporting Major League Baseball news. I mean, he's MLB Network's guy. He reports on Saturday evening that they could be close to a deal. And Zach Britton, New York Yankees reliever, immediately chimes in and says, no shot. Yeah, I don't know where you're getting that from. We are not even close. So even your most credible mm. reporters out there don't know. Yeah, I think I think Manfred might have Heyman's login information. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, it's what it seems like. I love Heyman, but yeah. um, you know, I think sometimes, I mean, he works at MLB Network. We know that, right? Yeah. We saw yeah, what happened yeah. to Rosen. We saw what happened to Rosenthal when he uh, went against the grain. So, um, yeah, take that however you'd like. Before we get into anything, thoughts and prayers to. Everyone in Ukraine, everything that's going on um, overseas, anyone that's listening that has any ties to Ukraine, our thoughts and prayers are with you guys during this time. I know it's it's hard for sure. I, I can't relate. I don't have any family or friends in Ukraine, but I've heard stories and it looks awful. So, you know, we won't dive too much into politics or anything there, but just our thoughts and prayers from everybody here on the show. Um, you know, we're with you. Everyone's behind you and, uh, you know, stay safe during this time. Everybody, not just people with ties to Ukraine, but everyone that's breathing and uh, stay safe out there uh let, let's move on so this actually is justin as we're recording this podcast this is a weird one for you brooks and unfortunately i don't have a lot of context for you because supposedly this was proposed this is according to ken rosenthal proposed proposed uh, this is not okay. in place this is not in place the major league baseball players union 
I initially thought it was Major League Baseball owners that proposed it. Apparently, the union proposed a ghost win 12-team format. And again, forgive us here if we're did a little say, naive on this subject. Did you say ghost? Ghost win. Like Casper. Okay. Like Casper. You're ghost too young to know Casper. I know Casper. You know, I'm 25. I'm not, I'm not young. I'm okay. not naive. I'm getting out there. You're naive. You're just not that young anymore. <laughs> Ghost win 12 team format floated the same idea in 14 team plan. Again, forgive us here on the. Uh, this is literally others. breaking like right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm literally reading this straight from Twitter right now. But basically, here's the example with this Ghost win format. So if we're talking about last year, to give you some context, the Brewers in 2021 would have faced the Phillies in the best of three. The Phillies were the next team out last year, the, the, the first team out of the playoff last year in the wild card format. Um, they would have faced the Brewers, who were the once – no, excuse me. They were the three seed. Three seed, yeah. It went Giants with the one seed. So they would have – okay, let me just read it down because I'm just confusing people <laughs> reading off the top of my head. The Brewers in 2021 would have faced the Philadelphia Phillies in a best-of-three series. But here's the issue with – well, not the issue, but here's how it would have run down under this proposal. The Brewers, under this ghost-win format, the Brewers would have needed to win two games. The Phillies would have needed to beat the Brewers in all three. So they would have had to sweep them. So what they mean by a ghost-win is that one team would have to win three the other team would have to win two. So the higher seed, the one with the better record, would only need to win so two. So is it not a three-game series then? Can it go It's not a three-game three? series unless it's a the, lower, the lower seed can win three straight. It's confusing. I know. <laughs> so what? It, it doesn't I, make I sense. Don't, okay. I, I honestly think that's like, a, like the union trying to be like smart-ass almost. Like, I feel like they just, like, threw something ridiculous out there. Like, I'm trying to wrap my mind around it right now. Like, expanded playoffs, just one topic. Like, yeah. why, are we, why I, are we making things more confusing? That's my first initial thought. It's like. Well, if they don't want to budge on the important things, uh, then why not? Just get, I, I don't, get crazy I, with it. I don't like that the NBA is doing the whole plan <laughs> thing. Like, just make a regular playoff format. If you want to add teams, add teams. What is? Why can't we just have a regular playoff with two teams playing against one another in a best why of can't, series? Yeah, why can't we just leave the playoffs how it is? Why are we complicating things more than it needs to be? I don't understand. Oh, Baseball I know hard why. to I know understand why. as yeah, it ooh, is. Ooh, I know. Because oh, there's Brooks, more money. There's more money to be made in the postseason. Of course, yeah. the team. Why do you got to complicate Two-thirds of the league. In like, it. literally, the, the, the last – pitch is going to happen and the players are going to be celebrating on the field and half the fans are going to be like holy shit like we just won something i don't know what we won but we won something because the players are celebrating something like why are we complicating things you know what i mean like let's this yeah, is what we didn't know. want to have happen this is uh, this is okay i'm okay with changing the game of baseball like the rules and, and not allowing shifts a lot of people are against changing any kind of baseball rules whatsoever they're naturalists but for this, like, this is a perfect example of why we don't want to jump too far. You know what I mean? Because we're going to forget where we originally were with the game of baseball. If we're constantly changing the rules here, changing the rules there, all of a sudden we're going to look back, we're going to completely forget where we were originally. I think this is a perfect example. And, and again, this is just a proposal. But upon first look, I don't love it, Brooksy. I don't love it. That's just my opinion. But Yeah, let's just move on because it, that's not going to happen anyways. It'll, if if there's an expanded playoff, 
uh, structure at all. Mm-hmm. It's going to be much more simple. They're just going to add another bracket. Now, one thing that they have agreed on so far, I know that we haven't had a lot of progress, but one of those is that they're still filling out the details, of course, but supposedly we are going to have a draft lottery for the four worst records in the league. So that is to incentivize winning, incentivize trying to win so that the worst that's record my whole doesn't thing. automatically that's, get the number one pick. Everybody I've talked to that is in these meetings, um, that's that's the union's main thing is incentivizing competition. Right. Because the more competitive the league is, the better the product is. Mm-hmm. The more the industry grows. Yep. Uh, the more, what's the word? It just, it, it improves the game's entertainment value yeah. when teams are, aren't tanking. You shouldn't be rewarded for losing, mm-hmm. period. It's professional sports. So when the players are trying to, it, all right, if I had to like, trying to think how to word this like if if there's one thing like a sticking point we'll say a sticking point mm-hmm. um it's hard to really nail down one sticking point one thing that the players want the most but that's I, the like problem. i said i think huh that's the problem is it's not just one thing know, that we're battling with. there's like four to, there's the, issue, the luxury tax there's the uh right but it all from- comes back but it all comes back to competitive competitiveness right. you're right like you're i right. feel like mlb is really fighting hard against most of the union's proposals um, that are designed to incentivize teams to compete and not reward them for winning or excuse me for losing. Right. If you, if you shouldn't be able to put over half of your roster out there on league minimum, just so you know, you're not going to win. So you get a better draft pick that ruins the core of the game. It ruins the, your fans that are coming to watch the game. They don't get to come watch big leaguers or watching triple A players. And it's just not fair to the game. No, opinion. I agree. And it's a hard way to grow the game when you're doing that type of thing. And so you have that draft lottery that would help incentivize winning. One of the things that hasn't moved the needle so far is the luxury tax. That was my issue. next point. That's um, my next point. That goes right along with what I'm talking about. Right. So, so the CBT, you may yep. explain what that is. No. Let it roll, baby. Let it roll. So uh, CBT competitive balance tax or luxury tax. The last CBA was set at $210 million. That's the threshold. It's a soft cap. It's yep. not, a, we don't have a salary cap in baseball. That's something the union has fought for for years to keep out of our sport. Um, but there's a soft cap. We'll call it that. Teams don't want to go past that because if you do, you're taxed severely if you get past 210. And there's different tiers. The more and more you get away above 210, you get taxed even more and even more and even more. Now, the players, they're saying we want to raise that to 245 million starting next year. And then every year for the next five years in the new CBA, we want to raise, raise it five to seven, eight million dollars per year to just make it easier for teams to compete. So they're basically I, I, saying I, I we know, know a lot of these owners right. have the money. I know you're rolling, but to play, I understand you always concept, do this. But, shit, but yeah. why I know, I know, I know, I know you're rolling, but. I'm going to lose my train of thought now. Why would a player want teams to be taxed more for our, for our listeners here? Why would the players? I don't necessarily. No, no, no. I'm not saying I want them to be taxed more. I'm saying have the threshold higher 245 instead of 210. Mm -hmm. A lot of teams don't want to get close to 200 because things happen within a season. You Mm -hmm. have to make moves. And sometimes you get really close to that threshold and you don't want to get taxed 40, 50% on a number past that. So 
teams are going to be more willing. If I mean, honestly, just call it a cap. If that's a cap, it's a soft cap. It's a cap in the, in the owner's minds. You're going to be more willing to spend more money if it's higher, if it's at a higher end. So teams are just going to be evened out more. Those star players aren't going to be with just the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Mets. They're going to be scattered more throughout the league, and you're going to get more of a an even playing field for everyone. So the union wants a lower tax to incentivize winning. The owners want a higher tax to decentivize spending more money. Because which is weird because they're doing it to themselves. They are doing it to themselves, but they're essentially which, saying I don't know like, how this isn't just blatantly obvious that they just don't want to spend money. It's it's literally writing on the wall. Like it is right in front. They're literally saying tax us more so that we don't want to spend right. money. The players aren't really worried about the penalty as much as they uh just the overall threshold. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it's not necessarily right. the tax, it's more just like the the line which would start at 245 instead of 210. So a lot of teams would just spend more money. Yeah. Let me ask you this. You've been in talk with some of the players, and I know you know even some people that have been involved in the ongoing conversations between MLBPA and Major League Baseball. What's the vibe among players right now? Um, former players, current players? I mean, they're frustrated. Yeah. They're pissed off. They're aggravated with how this is going. They know how it looks in the general public, and they hate that because they love the game, and they want to be in spring training right now getting ready to go win a championship. Mm -hmm. um, but with that said, I will say that they are – I would say they're, they're more unified and engaged in the process than they've ever been before. Now, is that because of social media? Probably. I think players are more active. Uh, they learn more. They have more in front of them to, to know what's going on the business side of things. Um, but I also think they're de determined to negotiate a fair contract, mm -hmm. you know, you know, something that improves competition, provides fundamental uh, economic fairness for all classes of players, not just the superstars, but the guys zero to three that are, you know, a premium in the game right now everybody wants young talent everybody wants controllable talent well if you everyone's filling their team with that pay them more money mm -hmm. you know I, I think the thing with 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 I'm trying to think how to word this with with the cb the what was it, the cbt you know i i think it just needs to reflect growth in revenue we're watching mm -hmm. the league grow and make more and more and more and more money uh through tv deals and advertising and all this uh, yet salaries are down since 2015. And they're, <laughs> the proposals they're making, the the the, C, the the CBA that Major League Baseball is proposing as is, is arguably not as good as the one that was agreed upon previously in the right. previous CBA. And that's, so and that's why we're so far apart. The league is growing money. And not even, you don't even have to, because you could talk about how baseball is dying, blah, 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 blah. You could even believe that baseball is dying. But just the mere fact of inflation, you should get more money. And yet the Major League Baseball owners are not proposing more money. They're actually proposing less in regards to minimum salary, at least players, as has been reported. Product. The players drive this sport. Mm -hmm. No one is paying to go watch the GMs play catch. Or the owner, excuse me, not the GMs. Right. But you know what I meant. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it just doesn't, it just, that's, that's, and I tweeted this the other day. That's, that's why this is so far apart is because the players know what's fair mm -hmm. for 
call it inflation, whatever you want to call it, where revenue is now, they see the numbers and they know what is fair. All right. And, and I feel like the union was really taken advantage of it in the last couple CBAs. The owners ran the table and did what they needed to do. Tony Clark was put in a bad position in that last one. He was very new. He was taken over for Michael Weiner, who he passed away, all that. And he was put in a bad spot where he wasn't ready for that. He is now. <laughs> he is now. That's uh, that's another thing. It, people say, oh, Tony Clark, he can't handle this. Yeah, he can. He's actually, all the players are on his side. They think he really knows his shit. Um, and he's doing a good job. But back to my original point, is so far apart because the owners are just thinking, why can't we just leave it how it is? Mm-hmm. But really, the players have come back around full, psych- full circle and said, hold up, we got crushed the last couple of times. This isn't right. Look at the numbers. This isn't right. Like it, the new CBA can't mirror the last one because simply because of where we're at in revenue sales, mm-hmm. we're making, the league is making so much money. Why is that not going to the product? Yeah. I don't know. Jeff Passon reported this to give you an idea of how far away. And, and actually, before I get into this report, this is the metaphor I've been using with how far apart the two sides are, unfortunately. So, I compare it to a Clint Eastwood old Western movie, right? You have the two cowboys and they're about to do the, the gun shooting, right? You know, turn around, face each other. And, and, you know, whoever shoots wins first type thing, or, or they walk closer or whatever. So it, the problem is that there's not cowboys on each of these sides. It's like inchworms. So the problem is, you know, you're so far apart and you expect the cowboys to run into one another, but instead they're cowboys, they're inchworms because that's how slow they're progressing. So Jeff Passon reported that this was two days before that unofficial official deadline, which is now today, Monday, that unofficial deadline, the league went up a million dollars on their proposal for that CBT. They only went up a million dollars. Like, bro, it's two ten right now. They, right. They're up. They're up to two fifteen. Right. And like, it, it, it's it's two days before the deadline, and you're going up. And by it's not million. because they can't do it. Middle? It's not because they can't. Can we get to this deadline real quick? This is an artificial deadline. Right. This is I'm a deadline you. completely yeah. made up right. by Manfred and the owners to put pressure on the players right. to make a decision that they wouldn't make without the pressure. But that's not going to happen. It's a threat. It's, not, it's, it's, it's a threat. It's not an absolute. It's a threat. I get it. They're saying we need a month from when right. we make this decision to when the season starts. I can get I, that. Can I ask you this? Okay. That, that brings me to my next question. So I argue that it's a threat, not an absolute. Would the league, and maybe you don't know the answer to this, but would the league be open to starting the season if they have to mid-April and having the season run two weeks longer, mid-November? I think the league would. Wouldn't I you think, rather I make think, more I money that way? I think the league will be fine. I think what I really think the owners want, I think they want to play 140-game season. You don't and start it in May because a lot of teams don't make money in April because it's cold mm. and people don't come to the games. May, it starts to warm up. October, it's starting to cool off, but it's much more doable. Mm-hmm. It's not as rainy. Um, well, you got to play off baseball too, obviously. I mean, you have teams well, that now are no longer in the playoff. Right, but not not if not if you're finishing the regular season. It's right. not. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, the league can play. We could start in three weeks or yeah. they could make a decision in two or three weeks on the CBA mm-hmm. and they could still play a full season. Mm-hmm. That's up. They can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. 
they just I, I feel like they want to play less because then you pay less. And if you still get expanded playoffs, then you're pay, paying the players less for the regular season and then banking off expanded playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it's more revenue once again for the teams. The guys that you've spoken to, do they believe that they're going to get a deal done before today's deadline no, Monday? No, 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 no. Do, do they believe that we're going it, to start no, on they time? Do. Say that again. Do they believe the players that you've spoken to, do they believe that they're, that we're going to start on time? Um, they're not optimistic. They know things can change fast. They don't know if there's like a plan um, with ownership of mm-hmm. at a certain date where they might start negotiating it in better faith. I, I don't know. Um, I know things can happen fast when there's a lot of money on the line. Mm-hmm. And both, I mean, it's, it's worse for the players because I'm trying to think the best way to say this without sounding like a complete asshole. Um, well, when April gets here, the players won't be getting checks. All right, owners, there's not one owner in baseball that just owns a baseball team. Mm-hmm. They have other sources of income. <laughs> They're going to be just fine. Yeah, yeah. And there's going to be baseball eventually. There's probably going to be some type of playoff system where they make money too. Mm-hmm. So they're not worried about that. They're worried about they're not worried about the good of the game. They're worried about winning this mm-hmm. negotiation. The next question I have for you is, so will a past Monday deadline open up more for both sides to disagree on? So, so in other words, Monday passes today. Are we going to actually get the ball rolling or is it going to slow things up? Like, are we, is this impasse going to continue or is it going to I incentivize? Think both sides this realize point, this is a bullshit date. Mm-hmm. But um, now you're is, starting to worry about losing money, and that's what this is all right. about. No, you start every losing day, money, every every day that passes, more pressure mm-hmm. on both sides. Mm-hmm. So yeah, of course there'll be uh, more of a sense of urgency on both sides. I think. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, this is the first podcast that we've worn our new gear. Got to bring that up at the top. I didn't wear mine because I knew you would. You didn't want to match with me. No. Why not? Not today. I look too good. I I'm don't want to bad mood. too bad. I want baseball. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear that. But uh, you know what? We still have shirts left. So if anybody does still want to buy a shirt, we have to increase shipping price just a, just a, just a tad just because it's a little pricey with USPS and everything going around around man, the world right California. now. Um, pricey, man. Yeah. Something else I was thinking about, and then we can let these people go. If so Let's say spring training does start. Mm-hmm. Let's say they, they strike a deal tomorrow. It's not going to happen, but let's just – or today, excuse me. Mm-hmm. We're, we're filming this on a Sunday. It's right. coming out Monday. So let's say, hypothetically speaking, they strike a deal. All right, done. Yay, we're happy again. We signed a deal. Now what? It's going to be freaking <laughs> nuts. Nuts. Dude. Trevor Story, like, Carlos it's Correa. Gonna, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have to be, I would say, seven to ten days before camp starts from the time they sign the deal. Because there's got to be time for players to travel. I'm doing it to you again, and I, I'm sorry. I'm cutting you off. I'm not sorry at this point. I'm not I sorry. I literally just point. started. Are players down there? Are players in Arizona and Florida right now? Yeah. They're, already, they're ready to roll. Like, a lot of them. Yeah, but they don't know what team they're playing for yet, at least a lot of them. Well, the ones – okay. The ones that haven't signed aren't here. Okay. Unless they're training here, right. which a lot of people train here. All right, carry on. But anyways, As I would say were. about I would say like seven <laughs> to ten days of like free agent frenzy, right? Yeah. 
teams figuring out who they're going to have, figuring out rosters, players traveling, getting to spring training that aren't already there. Um, and then I think three weeks of camp is mm -hmm. realistic. As a hitter, I think 30 to 40 at-bats. Once I could get to like 40 at-bats, I felt ready. All right, so if you, let's say, just to break this down, we'll say two to three at-bats for 10 to 15 games. You can ramp mm -hmm. up towards the last like couple games. You're playing full games. I think that's more than enough. Now, I, I want to avoid injury. I want pitchers to be able to get their innings up. And I know that uh, was an issue last year with COVID and all that. But I also think there were a lot of injuries because of the, the sticky tack and all that stuff um, and being taken away. But um, I think pitchers are training differently this offseason. I think this they've been ramping up. I've seen a ton of social media content of pitchers throwing the hitters, uh, doing up-down innings, getting getting their pitch count up. Um, so I think pitchers will come in ready. So I think a three week camp is plenty if 10 to 15 games. And then you have a, you have a couple days in there where there are camp days. Cause you have to do like pop up priority, like, right. but putting on defensive bunt plays, throwdowns, signs from the, you know, there's a ton of stuff you have to do as a team to become a team. And you don't, nope. yeah, don't, don't be surprised either. If you mentioned the injuries with 2020, the COVID riddle season and everything like that, don't be surprised if we have a taxi quad, excuse me, a taxi squad type system, at least initially for that first month, because as you mentioned, pitchers might not have a full spring training as they're normally used to. And to avoid injuries, as we've seen in the past, you might have 28 man roster that's allowed at least for the first few weeks maybe it might dwindle as the season goes on so just don't be surprised if initially the roster size your normal 25 man roster expands a little bit and yeah. allowing teams to add a couple minor league pitchers to substitute and especially if they do try to make up games and they start doing double headers which i don't think is going to happen but hypothetically if they do they would obviously have to allow greater roster sizes they would well. because i don't think seven inning double headers are going to be a part of the cpa right no i, I agree so that's yeah that's taxing yeah. have you been watching college baseball lately to kind of fill your baseball void though uh yeah that kid from what nc state tommy white with was eight home runs and nine games he's a freshman He's a, oh, he's a freshman i saw a picture you posted of him in he's high a, school he's a freshman yeah of course he went to img academy which is not at high school. No, he didn't. He meet. went to Calvary, whatever. So he went to Calvary Christian, transferred to IMG okay. for his senior year. Yeah, but okay. just keep in mind, IMG is not your atypical high school. What, what's the nickname they're calling him? Tommy Something. Tanks. Tommy Tanks. Tommy Tanks. And there's a, there's a kid for uh, Texas. Oh, man, oh, it's going to bother. Oh, what oh, is the Hispanic Titanic? Or? Hispanic. Oh, that's – I love that nickname. That's fantastic. Dude, his swing is nasty. He's yeah. massive. Yeah. Yeah, I saw I the homer hit to dead center. It was crazy. How about the kid for Tennessee? I'm gonna butcher his name. Uh, he just came off Tommy John a year ago. Like this is where we're at in baseball. Oh, the kid like, throwing 103, 100 consistently. He hit 103 oh, on the gun. And he was 100 to 103, like four, four or five times. Yeah, he did not throw a pitch. Hey, less by the way, Tennessee is out in the first seven games has outscored their opponent 117 to 10 or something like that. Yeah, because they're facing Northeast Western Tech A and T. Danny Vietti on the mound of of the Bahamas School of the Blind. Danny Vietti on the mound, yeah, NAI is you know. It, it, by the Noted. way, noted. Danny Vietti makes fun of blind people. Wow. Hey, you know what? Speaking of blind people, I heard you took a couple diggers when you went skiing out in Utah. What's that have to do with being blind? Utah, because you were waiting to 
do that. All right. Yeah. So we went to Park City, uh, a little anniversary trip with with a uh, some friends friends of ours here in uh, Florida. So they hadn't had snow since right after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So we get there, it's like 42, 43 degrees, which is not cold for there. They make their own snow, so there's plenty of snow. We went tubing when we first got there. You're hauling ass down this side of a mountain. It's crazy. Then we went snowmobiling, which was the coolest thing ever, like up in the mountains. And then we went skiing. I never skied in my life. Mm. Doing the little bunny slopes, doing my lesson. Got it figured out. We go to the greens. Hold on. How many times did you have to go down the bunny slope before you figured? The reason I asked is because I too went skiing for the first time in my life. Um, and I there wasn't compare. like a set number. I probably did it like three or four times. That's pretty good. I, I definitely did it more than that. That's for sure. <laughs> did it have like the little conveyor belt up the side to take you back up? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was packed there too. So it was... Dude, you know what pissed me off was the four and five year old kids just fucking shredding past me doing flippies. And I'm, yeah, and I'm falling on my ass on the kitty hill. And I'm like, dude. So they moved us over to the green slope. And my wife, Jenny, was like a college cheerleader. She was like a flyer, the one they flew in the air and all that. And so she was, she has really good balance. She's like a cat. She didn't fall one time. Me, I'm like balls of the wall. I'm like, I'm not crawling down this hill. I want to pick up some speed and do some tricks (laughs) because X games, why not? So I'm, I'm, you know, got my little S going, I'll turn, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting going. And I'm like, I'm going to do the hockey stop. Cause it like looks awesome. So I'm picking up some speed and fling it. I was about a 50, 50, either like look like I knew what I was doing or I was eating shit hard. <laughs> I, I still have a bruise like on my left hip because I figured out like how to fall yeah. and I would always go down to my left hip. So I wouldn't like hit my shoulders and broken collarbones and all that. So I'm still sore. And it was a week ago. I'm sore, man. The hip flexors kills me. Kills me. Man, it was fun though. I yeah. I'm good. I don't need to do it ever again. But the hardest thing for me was getting off the ski lift. Yeah, Jenny was petrified of that because she fell. She used to work X Games when she was at ESPN, mm. and she ate it on a lit chair lift one time, trying to get off, and it like knocked her down. Mm-hmm. It so took she was me, petrified of that. It, it took me six times. So, or excuse me, five times. I fell every single time, and then it by just, the just sixth, let it push you. I'm taller. So like, you know, I me wait too. too long and then it pushes me up. Well, yeah, I know, but I got it by the sixth try. I never graduated. So they had to the stop the lift for you multiple times. Cause normally if people stop, they have to or fall. They have to stop the yeah. lift multiple times. Park city was, I've never seen a busier area. It was really crazy. Yeah. We went to Tahoe and it was gorgeous. Um, maybe bet. not Tahoe's you know. good. Anytime of the year. Yeah. It was fantastic. But all right. I'm not allowed back, that's for sure. But, at, you know, at the next time we speak, Brooksy, hopefully we're actually talking about baseball. We're going to be talking about where Trevor Story is going to go and where Carlos Correa is going to go and where all these really, – Kenley Jansen. I mean, there's still a lot of dominoes left to fall. So hopefully the next time we do speak, it's going to be about baseball, not all this bullshit. Uh, all right, Brooksy. Until next time, brother. Until next time, party people. Hopefully we get baseball soon.